Welcome to the 59th episode of Solid Rock. I'm Nicole Blazik. Today is April 25th. How are you all doing? I hope you're doing well. As always in the Blazik household, it is full steam ahead. I have just been getting settled in after my trip. Spring sports are in full swing, homeschooling, church, and just everyday life. The days are full and they are active, but we're so blessed by being able to be a part of each and every one of them. I had a wonderful blessing this week by being able to pick up our daughter, Abigail, and have her home from college now. What a joy it is to look around and see all four of my chicks are back in the nest. I prefer that way. <laughs> and I thank God for it. I will appreciate it and um, just enjoy that time that I have while they're all here. Also this week, for me personally, I'm just going to be honest. I've had a tough week with my thought life. My thought life has just been a battle. It's been a battleground. The enemy of my soul wants nothing more than to plant thoughts in my mind or my flesh wants to dwell on things that I shouldn't. It's called stinking thinking. I think Pastor Phil said this. I've had been taking every thought captive to make it obedient to Christ, 2 Corinthians 10, 5. Asking the Lord to forgive me for that thought, then meditating on Philippians 4, 8, which says, finally, brothers, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable, if there's any excellence, if there's anything worthy of praise, think about these things. I'm replacing that thought after I've asked for forgiveness with something honoring to God mentioned in Philippians 4, 8. I'm wanting my thought life and all areas of my life to honor God. Sometimes the battle for my thoughts is more intense than others, and this past week has been that. It's been intense. It's been exhausting. It has been a battle, sometimes moment by moment, thought by thought, taking it captive to Christ. Have you guys ever experienced this? I, I think I'm not alone in this. Sometimes it's just that it feels like the battle isn't stopping. And I'm like, haven't we already learned this lesson? Haven't we already you know, brought this thought captive? Why is it coming back again? We just have to persevere. We have to persevere through that and walk in the victory that Christ gave us. We need to ask God to forgive us for the thought. We need to take it captive to obedience to Christ. Then we need to replace it with truth of God's word. And we do this over and over and over again until we win the battle. And it might be that you get some time before you have to do that. It might just be one or two thoughts in a day. For me, this past week, it's kind of been a barrage of thoughts my flesh or the enemy planting them, either one, and it wanting to mull it over and over again. So that has been where I've been. And I wanted to share that with you because I don't think I'm alone that sometimes we all go through these times of great battle in our thought life. And we need to know how to battle that. We don't have to think the things that come into our mind. We don't have to allow them to stay there. If they are sinful thoughts that do not honor God, we need to get rid of them. I kind of tell people we need to throw them in the garbage can. We need to ask for forgiveness. We need to bring them captive unto Christ. We then need to replace it with words of truth and meditate and think on those things. And then we will walk in victory. So I just wanted to share that with you today. I wanted to share with you my struggle. And I hope it was an encouragement to you too, wherever you're at. As I've been reflecting, I 
I've been thinking about all the opportunities that the Lord has given me to speak and to share about him. I'm really thankful for this podcast to encourage people in their walk with the Lord, to give people a platform to share about how God is working in their life, and then to give different people how God is working through their ministries. I just love hearing about how God is working. It encourages me, and I pray it encourages all of you too. If you or anyone you know is looking for a speaker for a women's or a youth event, I'd love to talk with you. My email is nmblazzc at hotmail.com. I'm really excited to share with you part two with Pastor Phil Hopper of Abundant Life Church in Lee Summit, Missouri. If you missed part one, I highly encourage you to listen to it, be, listen to it first before you listen to this. It gives you the backstory on how I found Pastor Phil and Abundant Life Church. You can hear all about how he was called to be a pastor. Pastor Phil is an excellent teacher of the Word of God and does it in a way that is relevant to our lives and the culture that we are in. Pastor Phil, how do we as followers of Jesus Christ stand firm and have hope in this Babylonian culture? Yeah, Nicole, so, you know, we're, we're actually preaching verse by verse through the book of Daniel right now because I, I feel like Daniel could be maybe the most relevant book that we could study <laughs> You probably know I love doing book studies. Yes. Nothing wrong with topical studies. Mm -hmm. We do some of those too, mm -hmm. but I love doing at least one book study a year mm -hmm. for our church. And Daniel really grabbed my heart because we're living in a Babylonian society. Traditionally, we were a Judeo-Christian civilization. The average American had what we call a Christian worldview, mm -hmm. the sense of Christian moral values, yeah. even those that didn't claim to be Christian. Yes. It's what our civilization was built on. We need to come to terms with the fact that the church is no longer mainstream. What we believe as Christians is no longer mainstream. Uh, we live in what I've called recently a Babylonian society with a Babylonian worldview, a Babylonian set of moral values. And as Christians, we need to learn from Daniel. Absolutely. And so how do we thrive in Babylon. I want you to know something. Daniel did not live like a captive, even though he was a captive. Mm -hmm. Amen. Uh, Daniel gained profound influence while he was there. And he did it without compromising his godly integrity. Absolutely. And so it begins, I think Daniel 1a says, he purposed in his heart. Mm -hmm. It's all about the heart. Mm -hmm. And it's the heart that's the control center of our life. Proverbs 4.23 says, guard your heart with all diligence for out of flow the issues of life. And so it is a uh, purposing in our heart ahead of time that we're not going to compromise mm -hmm. our godly worldview for the sake of what amounts to fear pressure, peer pressure, mm -hmm. whatever it takes to survive. Yeah. We won't bow down to a lie. Mm -hmm. But look at how Daniel did it. He didn't do it in a way that was angry mm -hmm. or defiant. He gained influence even when he didn't have power. Absolutely. And here's the deal. There's a time that the church had what we might call power because mm -hmm. the average American in power was a member of the church, mm -hmm. a Christian church. Mm -hmm. But those days are increasingly over. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. how do we gain influence even if we don't have power? Well, Daniel did it, I think, for three reasons. And I did a whole message on this one thing. He, he gained influence mm -hmm. because uh, first he was holy. Uh, he did not bow to Babylonian morality. He did not compromise. Mm. Let's just put it this way. He didn't stop being biblically correct for the mm. sake of being politically correct. Mm -hmm. All right? A lot of us think, well, you know, I, I have to somehow compromise 
Um, but, but you don't have to compromise to gain influence. In fact, I would suggest the world will respect you, even if they don't like you, if you walk the walk and not just talk the talk. That was Amen. Daniel. Amen. He purposed in his heart. Mm-hmm. And he was holy. Amen. Uh, but then, not only was he holy, he was humble. Mm-hmm. In other words, he wasn't angry, he wasn't defiant. Mm-hmm. He didn't have this rebellious attitude toward this ungodly pagan king. Mm-hmm. Uh, notice in Daniel 1, he made what amounted to a respectful appeal. He didn't try to usurp the chain of command. God had put authority in his life, even if it was an evil authority. Absolutely. And he recognized that a heart of humility will yet submit to authority. First Peter 2, 13, uh, it says, Obey every ordinance of man for the Lord's sake. Now that has a limit on it, because the same Peter that said, Obey every ordinance of man for the Lord's sake is the same one in Acts 5.29 that said we have to obey God rather than men. Yes. And so you have Daniel who's perfectly prepared to disobey that authority, but he's going to honor them. Even if the end, he must disobey them. And we know when to merely uh, not just honor, but also maybe disobey when it's a matter of sin. Mm-hmm. He was not going to cross the line into sin. Mm-hmm. He, he'd already made the decision, I'm not going to eat the king's mm-hmm. delicacies or drink the king's wine. Mm-hmm. But notice he had a heart of humility. He wasn't angry. And then after being holy and after being humble, he was hopeful. Mm-hmm. He never stopped being hopeful. Mm-hmm. Listen, if we want to reach the next generation, if we want to reach our kids... And our grandkids, they cannot see us panicking yes, because the world's going to hell in a handbasket. Yep. What are we going to do? Oh, come quickly, Lord yes. Jesus. Yeah. No, they, they want to feel like they're on, they, they have a winning cause. Absolutely. We're not on the losing side. See, Daniel, even though temporarily it looked like he was losing, mm-hmm. I mean, he's a slave in Babylon. Mm-hmm. No, he never had a sense of, I'm on the losing side. Because he knew that God would absolutely, 100%, perform everything he's promised. Amen. In the end, we win. Amen. See, we're not on the losing side. Mm-hmm. Culture may be spinning out of control. Uh, we may be seeing a culture that's telling children, even though they were born a girl, they might actually be a boy. Uh, we see this chaos morally because we've abandoned biblical authority. Yeah. Uh, you know, we, I, I had a conversation with a, a family today, Nicola Church, that these kids are now, the, the next thing uh, is, is not simply saying I'm a, I'm a girl if I was born a boy, but, but now they're actually pretending to be animals. Furries. 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 Oh, you've heard of this. I have. This is the next thing. Heard of this. Kids are walking around school going meow. And wanting yeah, a litter yeah. box in yes. the bathroom. This is this this almost sounds like it can't be true, but it is true. Mm-hmm. All right. Hey, here's here's my point. The world is in chaos mm-hmm. morally and spiritually because mm-hmm. we've abandoned Amen. the absolute standard of authority. Mm-hmm. But but we ought to be hopeful. That's right. We ought to be the most optimistic, mm-hmm. hope filled people mm-hmm. on the planet because we know how it ends. Yeah. Righteousness in the end wins, Amen. and uh, we we need to we need to have a persona mm-hmm. around us, an aroma of hope. Absolutely. In an otherwise world that's hopeless. 
So well said. <laughs> what could we say? That was so amazing and so encouraging for all of the listeners. I know that I've been doing the Daniel study. My husband, we've been doing that in Wisconsin with our children. And then I teach them to it in the morning. They get that in the morning, every morning. And um, they're like, Mom, we're still in Daniel? Yep, we're in Daniel as long as Pastor Phil's in Daniel. So we're going to keep talking about it. Um, it is life-changing, uh, the Word of God. And um, God has given Pastor Phil a gift to share that. And he's doing the Daniel series now. So I'll definitely link that so that everybody can um, follow that. And um, it's such an encouragement to all of us and to our families and just how to be hopeful because you can feel pretty, it can feel so dark. Absolutely. Um, but we, you're right, with our eternal perspective, we should be the most happy people full of hope and light and love of anybody. Yeah. And people should see that in us. Um, Pastor Phil, will you pray for us yeah. as we close? I would love to. Thank you. Hey, Lord Jesus, we're just so thankful to be numbered among the redeemed. God, thank you for Nicole and her family in Wisconsin. And Lord Jesus, for the move of God that's going on there. I thank you for Nicole and her family's kingdom priorities, for living for the things that matter, that really last forever. I thank you for the body of Christ in Wisconsin, uh, and uh, Minnesota, and the, the northern part of the United States. I pray blessing over each one of them. Lord, together we're asking for greater things, Lord, for an awakening, a revival, uh, the God you pour out your spirit in this land. Lord, thank you that you're moving, that lives are changing. Lord, even as we see uh, so much that it just appears to be going wrong, there's so much right. And Lord, there is a move of God taking place. And I pray that every single person under the sound of my voice right now would surrender themselves for all that you are. And giving all that they are for the things that matter, that last forever, knowing one day soon we're going to see you, and it will be worth it all when we do. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you, Pastor Phil. I'm honored. I'm um, honored. Thank you so much for doing that. Thank you for joining me on the podcast. It is my prayer for you to put your trust in Jesus Christ and to be encouraged in your walk with him. May we stand on the solid rock of Jesus Christ. Until next time.